0: J.M. in the A.M. Well, uh, three weeks ago, I had the opportunity to welcome a Lower East Sider to Israel during the Nefesh Benefesh flight, and I have the same privilege today. by Josh Uter is with us. He is, uh, fresh off of the flight, and uh, we welcome you to J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So, what was it like? Tell me about the
1: flight. Uh, like any other flight. <laughs> I mean, you're just on there, um, I would say a lot more singing. Definitely a lot more singing, especially, like, you know, towards the end. Any little things, like we have now announced our descent, whole round of applause. We start, like, arcing. First sign of land, sound of applause. See,
0: it was a different flight than, you, uh, than uh, you thought. That is just slightly
1: different, but, yeah, otherwise it's a normal flight. And you know getting
0: off the plane, describe it for us.
1: Getting off the plane, it's something really amazing where... You, you see that people in Israel actually want you here. And you compare it to, I mean, America, you know, our, I know that they're having a bunch of immigration issues here. But, like, how often do you have, like, hey, we actually want you here. And we're going to throw a party every time that you come. I was speaking to uh, one of the um, administrators of Nefesh Benefesh. This right. is their 52nd Correct. flight. Charter flight. And they do this
0: every time. Right. All right. That that's really amazing. It is incredible. The one exception was of course last month, but thank God we're back into the into the uh spirit of a real big celebration here in Tel Aviv. So it's an exhilarating experience. What do you have to say to the people back in the United States? Is it time for them to get for all of us to consider Alia? Well all of us. I mean that includes you too. I right? know, but I told you it's <laughs> a bad day to talk about it. <laughs> Um,
1: well, yeah. I mean, one thing that I really appreciate with Nefesh Benefesh in particular is while they encourage Aliyah, they've also very much encouraged smart Aliyah. So if you go to people and ask, well, hey, this is what I'd like to do, they will actually tell you advice that might say postpone Aliyah a bit because the goal isn't just to move to Israel. Anyone can, but how do you do it responsibly so that you don't have to leave? So if there are things that you need to take care of, be it professionally or whatever, first, right. they don't you know, try to do it as, you know, fanciful as it might have been done, as like, oh, just come to Israel, everything will be fine. They do a very good job of trying to say, here are the things that you need to take care of first and then go. Um, but most cases, it's, you know, just planning ahead. Uh, that wasn't exactly how I did it, but uh, <laughs> for most people, it's planning ahead and you know, setting that up as a goal, some sort of timetable. Um, and Nafish Benefish has been incredibly helpful in terms of helping navigate all of that.
0: And uh, I know that your parents are here already a couple of years. When's the yeah. first time you thought of actually getting here?
1: Uh, th- I've thought about it for a while.
0: Um, you know, Do you remember when s- you started this process?
1: Yeah, this, this particular process I started this past January, ah. and the reason being, uh, I know you could appreciate this as a Lower East Side resident, uh, due to various co-op policies, my rent just completely skyrocketed. So it got to a point where I could no longer afford to live on the Lower East Side. The
0: management office is responsible for your aliyah? Well,
1: (laughs) I I don't know if it's the management office or the board, but the board actually changed their decision. But once once I saw the writing of the wall that I couldn't really afford to stay, then, you know, whatever I had that was sort of stable there. Like, I think one reason why aliyah is so daunting is it involves a major change in people's lives. Uh, You're uprooting your home, family, job. I kind of had that already for me. So it's hard. If you actually have to uproot yourself, here I knew, okay, a major change is going to come. So it made the decision to make Aliyah easier because I realized, well, I can't stay here. So what other options? Hey, Israel looks good. Very nice. Uh, And just started the uh, ball rolling like that. But I realize everyone has their own cheshbon. Everyone has their own ways of trying to figure out what's best for them. Um, And it's important for people to figure that out. Um, And part of that also means... Whatever, you know, comfort that you have, I mean, I don't just mean material, I mean psychological comfort, whatever situation you're in, being able to get past that and saying, you know what? I'm ready to start from square zero right
0: now. Rabbi Uter starts in Jerusalem. Mazal Tov to you. Thank, Thank you, you for very being much. here today. It's a pleasure to be here to greet you. Good to see you again. I hope to see you the- here too sometime. Hope to see you uh, very soon here in the Holy Land, that's for sure. Rabbi Josh Uter is in Aleph from the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Uh, and he is, uh, He is among the hundreds who have made Aliyah.